Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa, and I give a shit. How you guys doing out there today, huh? I care. Listen, I know, you know, uh, things, things, you know, we all go through all sorts of like ups and downs and stuff like that. I do too. You do. We all do. And if people pretend they're not, they are anyway. Don't, don't buy into other people's bullshit. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Anyway, thanks again for listening. Um, I have a very, very, very special guest today. Uh, Leah Schrager, who is an artist who uh, has a has three million followers on her Instagram website, Ona Artist, and uh, where she poses in very, 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 very sexy poses. And we're going to talk to her uh, in a second. But first, I want to remind you guys that uh, you know. This is a nonprofit station and we need money. Okay. We need money and we're doing this for free. And, uh, so you should go to our, our website, radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate, try to donate some money. You know, I mean, we're trying to keep freedom free. Freedom isn't free. I guess that's what, what it is. Uh, so anyway, thanks again for listening to Dr. Lisa gives a shit. I'm here every Thursday, two to three PM in the afternoon. So what I want, what, I, so here's the thing. So Leah Schrager, who I've known for quite some time now, she was a guest on my show on uh, three years ago. I posted, uh, our, a link to our talk at that time and, you can go back and listen to that if you want to, which I did today. But she, it's it's really interesting what Leah's doing, which is using, you know, she uses she's sexy. She uses her sexiness to make art. And the thing is that she gets so I'm really angry on her behalf because I feel like she's been really misunderstood. I do think that people, I think she's making, I think she's making changes. I actually think that her work is having some influence on our society for, for, for good. So actually I'm going to let Leah explain her work and then I'm going to tell you why, tell you my complaints about uh, her, about her, her followers or not her followers, but the complaints I have about society via her. And then we're going to talk about her most recent performance, which was spectacular and complicated and where she um, did a project, a performance, her first live performance at a place in the Hamptons, a very expensive $2,000 a seat hotel, pool, seat for ho- pool, hotel. Yeah. 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 Okay. The, yeah. Leah, go the, ahead. I don't know why the, I'm being tongue tied. No. I've got so many. Th- I'm like so worked up over here. I'm like so worked up. Okay. Go ahead. Explain your work. Okay. Um. Well, thank you for having me on. Um. I let's see. I consider my work, um, to be twofold. I consider the, um, visual work I do 
to be, um, it's mostly photographic based in photographs. And then I work with the images usually digitally to create the finished image. Um, I usually print them on photographic paper or recently I've been doing a lot more metal prints, which I really like partly because it references, I think the computer screen. Um, and then the other part of my practice is an online performance practice in which I have created primarily two different um, personas, um, which I consider both extensions of myself and a performance of myself or of another. And those have a lot of conceptual background and influence, um, and they also have an online life that most or many of the people who interact with them come across them online and they don't know that it's being created by someone who's also an artist. Um, so I, I like that space as a place where lots of different potential audience members can come across the work. And I think it raises a lot of the questions and um, complications that mm -hmm. you referenced. Can you sort of, um, in broad strokes, explain the kind of, um, I mean, some people get it and some people love it. Many, many people do. But what mm -hmm. kinds of things, and you've gotten pushback from the art world, from mm -hmm. friends, family. Yes. So what kind of pushback do you get? <laughs> um, it's across the board. I mean, I've heard, every, I feel like I've heard almost everything there is to hear. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the sort of classic, second wave feminist response is that I'm dragging women backwards, <laughs> um, which I've gotten from people very close to me. So, um, and people who are really open-minded too, but still I'm dragging women backwards. Um, well, I have one word for it. They do fucking <laughs> slut shaming. Yeah. Slut shaming. It okay. So yeah. Here, here's something really important that I want you to know about Leah. Leah is uh, a really, really smart, educated woman. And Leah could have been a doctor. Like, a like Leah doesn't even tell us this. She didn't tell, <laughs> she doesn't even talk about this. But if you do enough research on her, like I did, go to my uh, Facebook page and you can find some of it. Mm -hmm. um, you can see that Leah um, actually has a BA in dance and a Bachelor of Science in Biology. Biology. What artist can study, gets a BA in Biology? And she was summa cum laude one of, in, at the University of Washington, one of the top four graduates there. And she, in her class, and she, you know, now, she, of course, she has a, um, you know, a master's degree from Parsons and stuff, but she could have been a doctor. She was a valedictorian of her high school class and stuff like that. And Leah could probably actually, like Leah would have done well to everything. That's what a lot of people don't understand is that Leah is really, really smart. And she is uh, using that raw intelligence in 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 her work. And I don't think a lot of people, I don't think it's obvious to people because they, we all have our stereotypes when we see women in underwear who look good. Leah's mm -hmm. also, another thing I really want you to know about Leah is that Leah is a trained dancer and she's been dancing since she was five years old. 
So she, Leah, is capable of being an actress with her body on stage. She she has danced with Martha Graham and a lot of um, major dance companies that, you know, unless you know a lot about dance, you might not know. But Martha Graham, you know, <laughs> come on. So anyway, I just want, I don't think people, I think there is some resentment, maybe some jealousy, of course. Uh, but I don't think people understand the talent and hard work that Leah has done and the talent she possesses, which is intellectual and also physical. Um, there's one other thing I was going to say, which was, I don't know. I lost it now. Go ahead. Um, oh yes. Thank you. <laughs> so I just think that she's, she's really misunderstood. And I think that the d- dialogue she has started or is pursuing is really important. Have, do you mm-hmm. feel like that things have improved? I mean, I think they have over the past three years when I listened to the old. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, the reception of the work, um, through people, I guess, just having to face it. And then I think also when people, I mean, I've had a lot, actually, I just had this interview, um, at, at the Montauk beach house with a really, um, great reporter named Nikki. And she put up this video and she was just like, I looked at your images and I thought you were going to be like, I didn't know what I thought of you. I thought you were going to be crazy. And she was like, but you're so like nice and just a normal person in person. And I, I really like you. And I, I thought that was, um, like an honest response. And I think that often with a sort of, especially provocative performance, there's a lot of um, judgments that are made about a person. And that's a big part of what this um, performance that I did, I guess, two Saturdays ago um, at the Montauk Beach House, a big part of what that was about was just this idea that depending on the angle of a photo, so literally just depending on how a woman or man has held their camera and how they choose to frame it, and then post it, the choice to post it, that then there are all of these judgments made about them as a person. And that's um, a huge part of what I was trying to, through performing um, different kinds of people and angles in the same situation, wanting to point out. Um, And that was the title of the performance, right? Yeah. Angles on a woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's one more thing I want to say about you, and then I really want to get deep into your experience, which is that I also want people to understand that um, and we talked about this the last time is that Leah is a person who makes art using her body, her physical being, her sexuality, and as a dancer, she really understands like how to pose. How to, she's sexy, but she knows how to really make the most of everything she has. So it's not just that she happens to be attractive because she is, but it's really, she really amplifies that and knows how part of her art is really knowing how to, um, how to, how to make that work. And that's Mm -hmm. a certain kind of creativity and aesthetics that is really important. And if you didn't meet her in person, you might not get that right away. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. okay. So explain, um, if you would, the, performance like exactly what happened so when we get into talking about it right right. people can picture it yeah so um i had um uh i had my visual works showing um the show is called unprotected specs um and 
the Montauk Beach House Gallery. Mm-hmm. And, and then and those were photographs mostly. Those of- were yes. Mm-hmm. So those were all my visual works of you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So images okay. of the uh, I believe in all of the works, my uh, photograph of me um, or of Ona artist um, was the base image. And then uh, depending on the series, I had sort of layered or manipulated a different kind of um, image on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they were both metal prints and photographs. Right. Artworks. Yeah. Artworks. <laughs> like you might like, like you might see in a gallery. Oh my god. You know what that is. We yes. definitely know that. Right. Well, and then that's the funny thing is is then and then okay, so then and then I did a performance. Um mm-hmm. and which was also arranged by the gallery, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So it was um yeah, and it was called Angles on a Woman. And, and the idea was for me, it was to use the same situation, but to post on three different Instagram accounts, one being the feminist artist, Leah Schrager, another being a fashion conscious blogger, Hotspot Studio, and the final one being the sexy Instagram model, own artist. Um, and so using the same kind of raw material, creating these three different aesthetics, um, it was actually set up to be more in a um, one of the hotel rooms but most of the guests so the entire audience basically was around the pool so i uh improvised and moved the performance mostly to the pool um and then the surrounding area so i was taking selfies using a selfie stick and i had a photographer assistant who was also photographing which helped to sort of establish the stage um and the space and i think indicate it was performance or you're wearing a bikini right yeah so i actually i had oh and a dress yeah yeah so i had actually i think a really beautiful sort of balletic dress Mm -hmm. that had um pink and red brush strokes on it Mm -hmm. um and had some tool that so i I picked it because it both signified art because of the brush strokes and ballet because of the tool and the cut so Mm -hmm. that so that was what i started in and then i had um uh, underwear, bikini underneath that was like blue flowered. And so, um, so I did photographs in both. So I was in the dress sometimes, then kind of peeking under the dress sometimes. And then also then I took off the dress completely and did just the bikini. And the selfie stick is in like every photo too. It was a pink right, selfie which is, stick. Which gives it such great humor. Yeah. You're you. Yeah. You're holding this self selfie stick mm-hmm. the whole time, yeah. taking pictures of yourself. Yes. Totally, and it's like it's like a dance partner. I think. Well, I think <laughs> what's so powerful about having the selfie stick is that it's a way of showing people how in control you are in this situation. Because yeah. we're very, we always think of a woman in a sexy outfit or being mm-hmm. sexual, being photographed by a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not and like. I mean, it's such a great symbol. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a symbol of agency because it's self-choice. And it's it's in a way, I think, one of the most powerful symbols of the selfie. Because an actual selfie doesn't, in a way, symbolize a selfie <laughs> as much as a selfie stick symbolizes well, it, a selfie. Perhaps. It's a great um, prop in a performance because, yeah. or set piece maybe, even, yeah. whatever you call it, Um because it really signals and calls it out. It also shows yeah. 
that it's very intentional because you brought that equipment. Yes, totally. Yes. And I was actually, I was just at the Brooklyn Museum last night and you're not allowed to do selfie sticks in those galleries. Oh, really? Yeah. Or, or at least I was told I had a little selfie stick. So it also is a, it's a, I guess for some seen as a dangerous or aggressive item. It is an aggressive is. item. Yeah. Well, that's another thing I was going to say. It's so <laughs> funny because your work feels aggressive, mm-hmm. but you as a person are not aggressive at all. Like yeah. you're somebody that if, People aren't friendly to, you know, you don't try to like get people's attention necessarily, or if they're not friendly to you, you're not going to be like really aggressive with them. So that's what's also really funny. (laughs) So anyway, so keep going. So you, so, you know, so you went from the, uh, you know, you went, you were in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in the pool. I was around the pool on the $2,000 a bed or what are they called? I don't even know what they're called. They're lounges? I have them in the same problem. Yeah, lounge. You're right. That's it. The lounge, <laughs> lounge. chairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because lounge chairs and two thousand dollars don't match. Yeah, up. it's a little confusing. <laughs> so, and it was the most uh, popular and the busiest day of the beach house, and I think also I think they like topped all their charts in terms of income. So it was like a really big oh, wow. day for them. Um, and the Saturday after July Fourth always is. And so I was really excited. I mean, and it was great. It was really cool to be able to perform at such like a, yeah, like their biggest day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did, did, were people, was the audience prepared? Were they there for the performance? Did they know that there was going to be a performance or what was, what was the audience yeah. expectations? So that's, it's a little unclear to me still, honestly. I don't think most people knew there was a performance or it was expecting a performance. I think that, um, it had been announced via newsletter and there was a sign up, but, but I it wasn't don't like they were selling. They tickets. weren't there for me. Yeah. Yeah. They were there for the party. More right. So. so they were sort of like maybe taken off guard, which is so awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that the, I think there was definitely some people were confused about if I was just a guest who it seemed a little crazy <laughs> or, um, or a performer. I think people didn't know what to think about it. Right. Um, yeah, that's very different to yeah. approach it as if it's scheduled. But it's, yeah. you know, were you happy with the way it was set up? Yeah, totally. Really I, oh, yeah. I was really happy mm-hmm. with how that's it That's a great way yeah. to do that. Yeah. I mean, and it goes back actually to what I was saying on, about online is actually the fact that there was a bit of uh, ambiguity about the nature of the performance, I think, mm-hmm. is part of what made it really have there be a lot of uh, sort of dynamic tension in the air around it like it was very I think intriguing and weird but also like exciting and beautiful but also maybe psychotic I mean I think there's just like a lot of like questions about it which I think in general I think my work tends to elicit this kind of a mixed reaction like not maybe that extreme but uh, so how did people how were people responding were they confused were they upset was anybody outraged were they ignoring you? Were they friendly? It was a total mix. Everybody was different. Um, some people like asked me what it was about and I told them and some guy had a tequila brand and really wanted a photo as free advertising for his tequila brand. Nice. Yeah. And I was obliging. Happy to. Um, and I mean, no one was like mean to me directly, but there were definitely some looks of like weirdness and disgust. And then there were also intrigue and interest. Mm-hmm. 
Did you notice a difference between the males and the females? Um, I think that, um, so, uh, let's see, both men and women posed with me, although I think it was just, there was more men than women. Cause so they, people, when I'm taking selfies, often people will come up and be like, Oh, I want to get a selfie with you, which is great. I mean, that's mm-hmm. totally part of it. That's the idea. Um, I think like visually, at least, I mean, as a, when I'm performing, I, I'm pretty, I mean, I'm not always looking at other people. I'm not looking at other people. You're in your own experience. I'm pretty in my own experience. But when I did look out, I would say that the sort of male response was more um, either maybe they'd watch or they wouldn't watch. But on the women's faces, there was maybe like a more watch or wouldn't watch. But then there was also the disgust look, which has a sometimes. The slut-shaming look, let's call it. The look that's like, yeah, the slut-shaming look. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> horrible it's harsh um and it's like i don't i mean it's something i don't think i think like you were saying earlier you're angry and it, like for me i think at one point i was angry about it but it's like weird i've like gotten used to it i've like internalized less shaming so i'm because now i'm kind of like well you know they're mad or they're jealous or whatever and i don't think there's anything i can do to change it i mean i'm trying to change it and sort of talk about it with my art and i think that in a way it's you know, it's maybe even something like for me, I like, I would see people doing that and I'm like, how do I feel about it? Like, I still look at people on Instagram who are maybe like better than me and I'm like, God, how do they do that? Um, but like personally, I mean, I, I don't, I think it's all fantastic, but I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's any way to change it. I've obviously gone through a lot. Well, it sounds <laughs> like you're able to uh, have your character take on their feelings instead of internalizing it so much yeah. yourself. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. I think that's true. You know, yeah. um, what, what actually, like, if in an ideal world, um, what would you hope that the response would be? Like, would you like people to be entertained and laughing and... Of the performance or... Yeah. Um, Do you feel like you bring out shame in people? <laughs> I mean, is that... You know, I think their response was actually ideal. I, I actually don't have any issue. And there wasn't a ton of shame. I mean, it was just like a little here and there from some women. Um but in general, actually, they, people were either kind of watching or marveling or... They were curious. They were curious, yeah. And that's what you want. Yeah, exactly. Curiosity yeah. and discussion. Yes, exactly. But I guess, I guess not the response, but I guess we're, what we're talking about is trying to... I think what you're doing is part of a bigger effort mm-hmm. or um, a social movement to... Yeah take shame out of sex yes right I exactly mean, that's basically exactly what we're all what we're hoping for exactly so how did that feel like that was your first performance how did mm. you feel before you went on how did it feel how what was right. that like so i was what definitely was that like man I, w- I was totally nervous beforehand and i was just like oh my god i can't believe i agreed to do a performance like what was i thinking why in the world but I put myself through like the hassle because you have to get ready and you have to make sure everything's right. And it's very, yeah. So I definitely had the pre-performance anxiety, but once I started, it was totally natural because that's totally how I do my photo shoots mm-hmm. actually. So I felt completely comfortable and really happy to be doing it. And it was really fun to do it too, because um, often when I'm shooting, I'm not really supposed to be shooting where I'm shooting. <laughs> so it was nice because, 
because the I mean the beach house had approved the performance thing. Right. It was like happening. Normally you'd be doing it. Would yeah. you be doing it outdoors or? Um, I mean, sometimes I have done some public shooting, and you know, but off, but you know, I'm. You're doing it in hotel rooms or? Something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, more much more often hotel rooms and Airbnbs. Okay. Um, and um, and, and you they, know, so you're renting out rooms, yeah. or using rooms where people don't. Right. Know why you're doing? It. Yeah, they don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was nice to be like out in the open. Yes, it was very nice to be out, out in the open. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like really fun. Um, yeah, it was just that was really refreshing and sort of um freeing to just mm-hmm. be able to be like, wow, I can really just do whatever I want. And I think that's why it got to sort of the point it got to with the the sort of viral experience that happened, mm-hmm. which there as was. well. So. Um, so it was funny. I was in, um, it was towards the end of the performance and I was kind of like, gosh, we're like, you know, there's, there's this, what I call an own a classic or own a signature pose. And it's, it's sort of a, uh, it's a, what I call an extreme, but selfie. Uh (laughs) So it has a particular, it's like kind of on all fours, but you're using a selfie stick to really get a really good angle on the butt. And it's, and it's sort of a signature. I think of a signature Ona because it's, um, she was really, I would say probably the first, definitely the first that I ever saw who posted that kind of thing on Instagram. And I just want to tell these people, if you have no imaginations, think sort of downward dog. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Okay, now now and, stop that. Now stop that, you guys. <laughs> and it's funny because you're reminding me now that my first open leg shot that I put on Instagram, that's the caption was like something about happy baby pose. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so so you get the picture, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, on that topic, I love yoga. That's love actually, yoga. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. I, I do. I do it every day and I love it. So, um. Okay, so where were we? So you were describing- so this pose. Mm-hmm. So this is the Ona signature pose, and I mean, I think at the event, at the performance, I only it, it was probably just like one minute max. You know, this is of a two hour performance, um, and um, and it was cool, and I, you know, it was we I I did hear some audible gasps when I hit that pose actually um, around. Because I guess it is a little on the well, extreme. Well, what was unusual about it from what what I could yeah. see from the pictures, I wasn't there. But what, I, what it looked like a lineup of um lo- of these two thousand these <laughs> chairs that people had paid two thousand dollars for a day to rent. I which is incomprehensible to me. But and they were all kind of empty mm-hmm. except you were there mm-hmm. uh, with your downward dog pose on top of on you know on one of the the, the lounges. And then you were sort of circling at kind of a, you know, I, for me, it would be an awkward angle because it was way in the air. You're much more in touch with how your body works uh, mm-hmm. and angles. But, uh, and then you were focusing in a, that picture on your butt. Did mm-hmm. you, did you, yeah. So I'm, it was a really like, yeah. it was really fucking obvious, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there was no subtlety yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, everybody was for some reason they had at that point they were all on the other side in a group, kind of like an L shape actually around literally that. So that whole row was really open. So they were really watching you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they were getting it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think so. Um, And 
so okay so then what happened was i think it was right around 8 p.m so the the performance was from one to three and um and then right around 8 p.m i was just meeting someone for dinner but i was looking at my phone and someone had commented ona artist into this this post and said it's ona artist and so it just came up in my notifications and then i clicked on it and i was like oh my god that's a video of me doing that pose. Um, and at that point it had been up for an hour and it had 1 million views. Wow. And it was on the Instagram Barstool Sports. And what kind of Instagram is that? <laughs> you know, I actually don't know. I mean, I look like a, it's, it's like sports, a, it's like a, it's like a guy thing. It's yes. like a, it's like a yes. yo dude. Totally. It's a total dude. Totally. Thing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But there, you know, there are pages like that on Instagram for sure. They're like, I mean, I think they do like kind of like sports jokes. Did you have any idea who, who did the video? No, I didn't know them. So they posted and they got 40 million views and you hadn't been tagged. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So the, at at one hour in, it had 1 million. Um, I, of course, with owners is like, oh my God, I want to be tagged. So I want credit because I want these people to come follow my profile. It's like a really good mm-hmm. potential audience. Um, uh, and so they, then when I finally saw that they tagged me, so I messaged everybody I could find. So the guy who made mm-hmm. the video, um, someone else gave me the Instagram to the guy who like supposedly is the president. I emailed them all this stuff. And, um, Around 16 hours is when I saw that I had been tagged and I still don't really know how, Mm -hmm. Um, but somebody caught on. Yeah, somebody did it. And it already had, I think, like two million views or more, like maybe three million at that point. So like the one unfortunate thing is the owner artist missed most of the credit. And one thing I should say, too, speaking of is that, you know. To pay to be on, I don't even know what that page would be. They, they have 8 million followers. And the fact that the view, it had 4 million views is really amazing given that they only have 8 million followers. So I'm not quite sure how that happened. But there's this other page called Worldstar and they, I think, are around the same size, but they charge um, like $3,000 per post. Wow. So there's a lot of potential value in actually being credited right <laughs> at the beginning. Right, right. <laughs> Okay, so devil's advocate, uh, some of my listeners might be thinking, you know, somebody's mom's listening maybe, and they're <laughs> thinking, now why would uh, why would you want all these creepy guys following you? Yeah. Um, why do you think? Um, why do I think? I think that you're... I think you're you're playing you're playing a character and I think this character I think that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big yeah. well I mean that's part of it and I don't think like you're uh I think that's I think that's part of it. Totally. I mean because how are you not going to how are you going to like you know res- restrict it? I think that's part of it. I think that uh, that dialogue brings up like there's I know there's a lot of dialogue comments on your posts mm-hmm. and that's part of the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And that's how we fight shame in sex is mm-hmm. by putting that all out there. And I think that you're you know, you're the person who can take that on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you're not afraid to have that dialogue. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, totally. is that, that's yes. what makes sense to me. But I, yeah. I want people to know that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um and I mean, 
Ona started as like the original intention for her was um, as a celebrity project. And um, I defined it by numbers, really. So her goal is numbers um, within what she can do, what mm-hmm. she can afford, mm-hmm. what she can be. Um, and so in a way, it's definitely the mantra, all press is good press. Mm-hmm. Because you just the more eyes and, and in a way also like even negative comments help with the algorithm. So the idea is just more eyes, more people. Um, and then, and then I like to think of her page as a real spreading of, uh, beauty mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I think of her page. So I also think that like, okay, if, if you wanted to sort of classify them as just sort of a dude page or something, like, yeah, they should come get some Ona artist beauty. Like, I think she has a really positive pro-sex message. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they're a potential customer. So I'm like, yes, come over. Um, and then also the other thing I think is that within Ona artist, she does link now like through to the other sort of profiles and the other sites. So if someone was interested or kind of got hooked or whatever and wanted to find out more, there's a lot more to find out, which brings up a lot of these sort of questions and discussions around so those kind kinds of, of images. It's kind of a jujitsu move. Yeah. You suck them in totally. through like the babe thing and yeah. then they wind up finding out all this other stuff and having to like raise their consciousness yeah. a little. Which is, yeah, yeah good. Good, we need that. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, so um, how, how are you, how, how did it affect you? Because this is the first time that you did a performance mm-hmm. live. Yes, yeah. So, um, I'm still processing it. Um, I really enjoyed it more than, I I think that it raised really interesting questions. Um, so that, those questions I think are so valuable and important in general for society to consider, but also just important for me and my practice to balance and think about. So it was just, it was amazing. Um, and, and I don't really have a conclusion yet, but I do think it raised really great things and it kind of explored a blurriness and that I hadn't really explored prior, which was also interesting for me. What was the sense? Like, did you, you know, the thing about performing live is that you really do feel the audience, right? Yeah. And yeah. you, is that did that feel like really different than what it's like to when you're actually photographing yourself mm-hmm. and what yeah. like I wonder what did you feel support from the audience did you feel like their interest was that an energy that was a yeah you know, positive making the yeah. work maybe it made it more powerful yeah, for you totally um I felt I would say the my image of them is is of one of support my memory and feeling of them mm-hmm. and their attention and existence being the audience there helped me I think kind of be like oh that's what's something new and creative and just something surprising that I could do mm-hmm. I imagine you moving like as sort of a dancer was there some mm-hmm. of that did yeah you do like your, totally did you do ballet moves yeah, yeah you're a I trained did. ballet dancer and yeah I had I had some of the some of it was very balletic mm-hmm. so it must have been really like you know pleasurable to watch you know um did you get to talk to people after were you there afterwards or did you 
you know, just just go off, exit, exit, <laughs> exit, going back right back into the uh, green room. You know, I it's a good question. I actually did not have a chance really to talk to the audience afterwards. Um, I had a couple of friends there and um, the Garage Magazine reporter was there. And so we had a really nice discussion about mm-hmm. it. But obviously these people were really in on my background and the intention of the performance. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, you're, that's like, I should have. No, I mean, um, ask them a bit it about would've... it. That would have been really curious. Yeah. It'd be, yeah. If anybody's listening, call yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Anybody, was anybody there? <laughs> um, but I imagine, you know, you, you are describing like the vibe that you got there and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it sounds like people were pretty positive. But also, yeah. I mean, I think that you probably raised a lot of questions yeah. for these people that they haven't yeah. been confronted yeah. with. Yeah, and probably weren't expecting on like July 4th Saturday party. <laughs> well, you know, what's also so interesting is that, you know, all those people like look at like porn and all this other mm-hmm. stuff at home. Mm-hmm. And but when it's actually in front of them in a very like, uh, you know, artistic way, mm-hmm. they they're sort of taken off guard like Mm -hmm. they know like in private Mm -hmm. it's one thing Mm -hmm. but then Mm -hmm. in public it's another yeah totally well I think like once again that goes back to you being comfortable doing that as somebody who who's a dancer Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it felt very natural which is part of why I think I might do it again. <laughs> I yeah, mean, it was enjoyable. Where, what, what kind of scenario would you imagine doing it in game? You know, I really don't know yet. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. at some point, a gallery would be interesting. Because um, I think, I mean, ultimately, the, in a way, once it was over, the most important thing for me was to have people in the art world discuss it and to discuss mm-hmm. the questions raised by it and the viral, like, is it good or went viral or not? What does that mean? I mean, I think these are just really interesting questions and contemporary questions about what it's like to be a woman online, AKA a woman today. Um, so I think, uh, sorry, that was a bit of a tangent, but I, I think that the discussion in the art world is really important to me and that's, um, hmm, in a way why I'm doing it. So I was really, um, thrilled and Artnet wrote a very lovely, what, interesting. why, I mean, why for you, mm. what, what, is the discussion in the art world about like, what does that, what does that mean to you? Do you want, do you feel like, are you concerned with it being seen as art? Yeah. Is that how you're going to totally. know? That's what I want people to answer or talk about. Like, is it art? Is it not art? Was the performance art, was the performance art or was it not? I mean, I think that it's almost a very, like, it's almost very simple. It's very simple and complex at the same time. Um, and I know that people are going to fall on different sides of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think another question is, and it's something I've been sort of attacked with many times, is this idea that as soon as a woman's image is seen as sexual, then it's not art. And so I, and that's what I'm trying to challenge. Is, so is it art or pornography? Yeah. And what are you are you talking about like the intention, like the intention of the person who's body it is is that what you're talking about like if if the Mm -hmm. person who's doing it sees it as art Mm -hmm. and means it to be art then it's art I mean is there a difference between art and pornography Mm -hmm. and where is that line kind of you know what I mean like 
if you have a couple having sex in their bedroom with mm-hmm. a crappy camera, mm-hmm. is that pornography? Mm-hmm. And then if somebody is like really talented at creating a character and it, but it's filmed by somebody else, is that mm-hmm. art? Mm-hmm. Like, is that, are those all the questions yeah. that you're kind of totally talking yeah. about? Absolutely. Cause I think that the answers, an individual's answer to that question kind of illuminates a lot about how they think or judge or other people basically what 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 do you mean by that i'm like if somebody is gonna say that well okay i don't like being judgmental myself so i uh i do i'm really judgmental (laughs) don't don't worry about but but good for you i i mean i think you know i i have i have faced both in a way uh professionally I mean I've definitely had I mean just actually like a couple weeks ago I was with a friend um, at a gallery opening and when I talked about my pro my sort of project and the Instagram he just said like he said right off the bat he said as soon as uh, an artist posts a photo of themselves even if it's with their work if it's if it's at all sexy then it's then he like can't represent them essentially um, and I think that's really common. I've heard that said a number of times from a number of very well, well-known dealers. Um, and I just think that that stigma like really reduces um, the ability of a woman to explore. To own her own sexual imagery. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, I also think that part of the problem is that, or what I find the disconnect for me when I hear about, when I'm thinking about this is that um, the art, the commercial art world, meaning like the gallery, particularly the commercial gallery system, is run on sales. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that the change has to come more from the institutional space and more from the curators first, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that mm-hmm. what, I mean, until, yeah, and, and some galleries yeah. that get it. Yeah. We need more yeah. support there. What's your yeah. feeling about that? Have you had a lot of run-ins with curators or or what's your feeling about that? I mean, like any yeah, anywhere anywhere that would support it, it would be great. I mean, I I mm-hmm. I am looking for that place and those people but, very but, actively. But, right, but that's still the problem because yeah. I guess a lot of people exactly. accuse women, young women, mm-hmm abusing their looks to get attention Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, yeah so how do you like what's your what's your feeling about that is Mm -hmm. it you know is it is it an easy i mean what people say so tell me what you you know tell me yeah yeah. what people say is that it's a really easy way to get attention Uh uh-huh a pretty young woman with her body yeah showing off her body so do you think there are women and I know like I'm taking I, you know, obviously take you very, you know, mm-hmm. seriously and mm-hmm. I'm mad at anybody else who doesn't. Mm-hmm. But just are there women so not not having to do with you, but mm-hmm. are do you see women doing that in a way that doesn't have the integrity that you mm. do? Um no and don't name names. <laughs> <laughs> or you can if you want. Yeah, no, I mean I I'm into anyone doing that cuz I think that actually I think that's sort of a rebellious move at this point in time to actually be 
sort of openly sexual, I think is really strong. And you don't see that because what you see mostly is sort of what we were saying earlier, like a, in private sexuality. And so it's really this, this distinction between private and public that a woman should be sexual in private, but not in public. And then once it's done in public, it's deemed um, not art, um, pornography, whatever you want to call it. Um, she's a slut, et cetera. And so I actually, I think, I mean, I'm all, I'm into anybody strutting their stuff anytime they want personally. Cause for I think any, for any reason, yeah. as long as it's up to them. Exactly. Yeah. And they're not doing yeah. it because they're somebody being forced to or, or manipulate. Yeah. 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 I think that's what happened. Yeah. I think that's what's, what, what's upsetting is mm-hmm. young women, you know, I mean like Jeffrey Epstein, young, mm-hmm. um, who are manipulated. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we don't like that. Yeah. But that's, that's a right. huge difference. Yes. Exactly. And so the more that women like you can actually put themselves out there in a very intentional and, um, you know, aesthetic, like you're with your own aesthetic Mm -hmm. and your own, you know, vision, then that kind of men manipulating Mm -hmm. women is probably going to be, is going to not work as well Mm -hmm. and be less powerful. Yeah. Exactly. But we have to make that distinction, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. And also men making, like, I mean, men making the money off of women's bodies in art versus women making the money off of women's bodies in art, I think is a big, and being allowed to sell. Like um, with the body anxiety essay that I did a while ago, I really kind of crystallized for me that most images we see of sexy women is just through the hands of man. So it takes sort of this, this uh, seal of approval from a man for it to count as art. And that's also something that I just, that does make me angry actually <laughs> like that. And that's what I feel like I'm standing up for and trying to represent an alternative for. Um, and actually I'm fine with men doing that too. I'm not like they can't do it. I think, I think we should all be able to do it, but I think that right now, I mean, I can't think of a single female artist who's sexy using her own body. I mean, obviously there are a couple who like more historical, like Carrie Lee Sheeman, mm-hmm. Hannah Wilkie. But in terms of people today, I I, I don't really. I mean, there, there are so few that we can't, I can't even really think of that's them. So funny. That well, like there's something missing because yeah, that's like a half of a woman's body potentially right well I mean I notice it just myself as a heterosexual woman like I mean I see how blatant sexuality is in women's bodies and Mm -hmm. sexuality even though I don't want to actually sleep with a woman or I don't have a desire to do that I can feel a sense a sexual arousal Mm -hmm. by the idea of sex because the a female's putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I also notice that when I comment on like, oh, look at that woman, she's really beautiful or sexy, a lot of times people will, you know, I feel self-conscious because mm-hmm. people are going to interpret me mm-hmm. trying to say that I want to have sex with them or mm-hmm. I'm a lesbian or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. care what they think really, but they're, but they are, they are stereotyping me in that if I see a woman as sexual means I want to have sex with her. Yeah. Just arouses me sexually. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's also really important. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I, I feel that still women just aren't allowed to just be sexual 
if they want to be? Well, I think a big part of it also is the power of women's sexuality because women are really, that is really where women's power comes Mm -hmm. from in Mm -hmm. society, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think that leads to women in burqas Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, the control of women's sexuality. Abortion is, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like the Mm -hmm. broadest term that we're dealing with right now. And I think that actually the work that you're doing there where being sexy can be art and an intellectual exercise and mm-hmm. an aesthetic exercise is a way for a way to own. Like if mm-hmm. women can own pornography mm-hmm. and own women in pornography, then we can own our bodies and then we can own, uh, you know, then you fuck you, you can't, but I think, I think men, you, you know, you can't tell us what kind of abortions we can have or no, not have. But Mm -hmm. I also think that in society, men are just really afraid of that. There's something about Mm -hmm. in Arab cultures wearing those burqas that seems to me more honest because Mm -hmm. at least it's saying you're so powerful. We can't handle it. You know, (laughs) totally. Yes. Yes. At least that's honest. Totally. Well, I think it's both, I mean, it's both men and women and then the professional sphere versus the private sphere. There are all these appropriateness factors about where, what, um, Mm -hmm. and obviously I, I would agree. I mean, I'm not talking about like workplace situations. I'm talking about art, you know, and, um, and art obvious. I mean, my understanding of art anyways, is it's supposed to some of it addresses like these contemporary issues and what's actually happening in the world. And I think that's where I get um, frustrated and because I feel like what I'm presenting is really what, in a way, I just, you know, millions of people live this life every day on Instagram. I mean, I, I feel like every single opening I've gone to, like just almost every conversation I have, they talk about Instagram, but like, uh-huh. where is Instagram really right now? And our, and Instagram really is made of, of, um, female sexy female bodies i mean and the interesting thing is also that's where they have a lot of power because that's where they're being allowed to have power um obviously the algorithm can be mean sometimes but in general like you know just your average woman is gonna have a whole lot more followers than your average guy so it, it allows for this like reach of a new audience and power for performative sexuality i mean any gender really it allows for like a garnering of an audience and that's really Cool. But I think like, I just feel like still in the art world and I hate to generalize the art world, but I've just, I've heard it to, it's been said to me so many times by various dealers and gallerists that, that it just, if it's sexy, it can't be art, but sexy is everywhere on Instagram and everywhere in our life. So why can't it also be an art as just another element? It's not, it's not the only thing it would be judged on. Sexuality is used in art, but you mean by men. Yeah. Men presenting women as sexy instead of women presenting themselves as that. Yeah. More of what you mean. Yeah, yeah. That's what you mean. That's yeah. what I would mean. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the truth is, is that economic, and I mean, I've re- I've read this in a bunch of places in feminist literature, that, you know, the real power, women, until women have economic power, uh, we're not going to really have power. And yeah. so yeah, this yeah. is a way, if we are making the money off of mm-hmm. our sexuality, mm-hmm. then we are going to have the power like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And um, sex work is actually the best paying, one of the best paying opportunities for women. And I think if women are doing it voluntarily, it's like 
it's an incredible power equalizer and income equalizer. Um, yeah, that's another thing. That's another area where women um, are misunderstood, I think, mm-hmm. because I think there's like there are women who want to be nurses. I think there mm-hmm. are women, not all women. And in some cases, it's a shame and it's sad that women who can't make money like drug addicts or whatever the stereotype yeah. is. But I think there are a lot of women who are very uh, talented at sex work. I think mm-hmm. it's a talent. I think it's a Definitely. respectable profession. Yeah. And I don't think that. Uh, yeah, it's not actually easy at all. And yeah. I, I know some people who have um, like worked on porn sites since sort of they started. And, you know, it's not easy to making money on a porn well, site. Actually, it's no, really hard. No, it's competitive. And it's very competitive. I wanted to ask you. So, so what are some of the things that you've had to deal with in your own life as far as doing this kind of work? I mean, you must have had some challenges, right? It, it's not yeah. easy for you. That's what yeah, I'm putting out yeah, there. You've yeah, worked yeah. through a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, last time we talked about sort of the family and friends and colleagues issue that being openly involved or, or openly pro-sex, I would say, has brought on. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think there's like a bit of a change maybe recently I'm hoping I don't really know if it's true but there is like more commonly now there's this phrase of swerf which is a sex work exclusionary radical feminist I believe is what it stands oh, for that's great which is like um that I mean I've been talking about this you know for I guess 10 years now but like that just came out in the last like I guess couple of years at least mm-hmm. that I've been seeing it really mm-hmm. referred to so I feel like it's coming up more and I've also you know, obviously with some of the bills that have passed recently for sex workers, mm-hmm. that's been really bad. So it's been bringing it more to the front and I'm hoping it'll become more part mm-hmm. of the dialogue. But the problem is, is that it's so um, divisive. So amongst women in particular. So I think it like it's hard for politicians to really embrace it, but it's actually would be really amazing if they could. But it's a it's a, still a really, a really hard topic. So I, I don't I, I I'm not like holding my breath. I'm not like. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, one day we'll live in a world where sex work really is free and open and like a woman can do it um, without shame. Cause I, I don't know. <laughs> so, I, don't know. I mean, there are, there are women who are, you know, there is sex trafficking and stuff yeah. like that. So, how do we, but that's completely different. It is completely different. And how, I mean, since, you know, so how do we separate that? We How do we know? How do we separate that? Well, um, I mean, I'm not I'm not an expert on that. I can't right, I, right. really answer it. But I, there's I mean, the um, the bill that passed uh, was use the trafficking as an excuse to basically shut down sex workers ability to communicate with each other and illegalize them really mm-hmm. to further legalize mm-hmm. them They're already borderline illegal, I would say. So, I mean, mm-hmm. again, I think you'd probably have to talk to someone who's more knowledgeable, but there's really completely, I think you're just talking about two totally different populations there. Yeah. And I, I, we have to know that yeah. people don't know that. Right. Yeah. It gets conflated. So like, for example, what's your point of view? Like when you see like Donald Trump with those cheerleaders. So what do you think about those cheerleaders that are hanging out with Donald Trump? Um, I don't. I don't actually, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the story, but I'm kind of whatever. Whatever anybody wants yeah, to do. Yeah, I mean. But yeah. I guess it's not just about sexuality. It's about um, 
sort of encouraging or or sucking up to anyone who's like not a good human being, right? Oh, sorry, say again. Oh, well, like there's you see them entertaining a asshole. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's sort of like anyone that's entertaining any sort of (laughs) asshole, whether it's sex or whatever it is. Well, that reminds me, didn't the Rockettes go on strike when when Trump was going to go to the show or something? Oh, yeah. Well, that's that a good. while ago. Yeah. Or some did or something. That make that makes <laughs> sense. So, yeah. So I just want you guys to know that, you know, um, how sincere that Leah's really committed to this and that it actually like it looks all like fun and games, but she's actually had serious um, family problems yeah. because of it and old yeah. friends yes. and yes, yes. stuff like that. So it's yeah. it's not without. It has cost you, you're yes. making your really important point and you're making strides, but I think mm-hmm. it has cost you a lot. Definitely. You know, it really has. And completely um, unexpectedly too. Like I always thought that, you know, if you, that just the people who supported me and were open-minded and liberal that they would support me through this. But that's what I, a big thing I've learned is that you kind of never know until, until one is faced with it how they're going to react. So maybe in a way that's part of what, why I keep going with this kind of art is I feel like it's, but I I feel like it's a good thing to face and for one to understand really how they feel and why they feel it. And then to hopefully not act out of like jealousy or hate, but out of more like support and love for each other. Um, Because I think ultimately sexuality and like seeing other women being sexual, I think is a beautiful thing. And I would love to see more of, and it doesn't have to be something that, is at all denigrating to another woman. It can be seen as something that's supporting all women mm-hmm. and Absolutely. all people and like creating mm-hmm. just a more loving and peaceful mm-hmm. community. Well, as I said to you before, Lee, and I want people to know this, that um, I posted the session that we did three years ago and I'm going to post <laughs> it again. But when I go back and I listen to that and I realize I feel like society has changed so much just in the three years Mm -hmm. and that your work has really been consistent throughout. And I think that you have actually made some strides. I don't Mm -hmm. feel like there's as much resistance to your work as there was three years Mm -hmm. ago. Do Mm -hmm. you feel the same way? Um, I think that having a three million Instagram really helped break that a bit because everyone on some level can understand that as a um, credential credential and critical achievement. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. um, that that's an achievement no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's something there. Um, So that's, I think that's helped too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which you made happen. Yes. So anyway, uh, an impressive woman and we're going (laughs) to hopefully uh, be speaking with her again. So I just want to say thanks again for listening to Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, I'm here every Thursday, 2 to 3, and please stick around because we have a fabulous afternoon of programming. And don't forget to go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate or slash iPhone or slash Android and download. Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit.